one of my earliest teachers used to share with me that he was never happy or sad, but that he was always both. And when he first said it to me, I had a little bit of difficulty understanding what he was really trying to say to me. But since that time, and it has been a good number of years since he said that to me, I feel like I understand it. And I realize that I never really feel just one way. It's always a combination uh, of things. And, you know, sometimes there's a tendency to identify, you know, I'm feeling, you know, both happy and sad because there's always something to be happy about, I I think. And there's always something to be sad about. And that's what life is, to me, is just a mixture of all of those things together. It's like a big soup. And I have spent the past week, or a little over a week, watching some of the people that are uh, dearest to me and closest to me struggling very badly with things going on in their lives. And it is very difficult sometimes to watch those that we love going through some of the most difficult stuff. And for me, because I have always been very, very sensitive to other people's feelings, and I have been have been told by people that I am rather what's referred to as empathic, or as an empath, I feel what other people feel. And other people's feelings have always affected me. Uh, for most of my life, I have chosen my behaviors based on how people, how it affects others. Because I'm always thinking, in a lot of cases, I thought about that more than I thought about how my behavior affected me. But that's really another subject for another time. And it has been really, really tough this week, especially. And it started, you know, last week. And it's, you know, in, in, in all of these situations with people that I'm very close with, these are things they've been struggling with for, you know, several weeks, if not longer. And there's a tendency, I think, sometimes to get, you know, to feel, well, not so much to feel, but to think that, you know, that I'm on overload, that it's almost like it's, you know, it's just too much to bear. And I know that sometimes the easiest thing for us to do is just to, I don't want to say stop caring, but we just, we try to shut it off. We try to, you know, there's trying to divert ourselves from it, trying to distract ourselves from it. And I don't really want to necessarily do that because I don't think that's really in my, in my, in my makeup or my personality. And so the tendency can be for me to struggle with what other people are struggling with. I, you know, I will, it will be top of mind. I will be thinking about it a lot. I will be feeling a lot of strong feelings and it has the potential to, you know, cause me to get carried away with it, where I can struggle so much with what other people are going through that it affects the way I live my own life. It literally uh, gets to the point where it's hard for me to pay attention to what I need to pay attention to to get through the day and to live my life responsibly. And I know these things about myself, and I have been this way, you know, almost all of my life since I can remember. And 
I know that we all have people in our lives that we love very much and care about very much and sometimes see them struggling with different things or having difficulties or challenges or in some cases, you know, emergency situations. It's, uh, it can be very difficult to watch people go through these things. I mean, even if it's someone we don't know and they're really struggling, especially the worse that it is, you know, there's a tendency for us to, I think, you know, that's, that's just part of our makeup. Uh, most of, most of us tend to feel, you know, for other people this way. And so the question remains, you know, how do I cope with that? How do, how do I live my life to the best of my ability? And then there's a whole other side of this, which is, you know, how can I be happy? And this is a thought. I do want to, I do want to stress this. This is a thought. And, you know, it's, it, because it's a thought doesn't mean it's true. Just because I'm thinking it doesn't mean it's valid. And the thought goes along the lines of, it kind of sounds like this. You know, how can I be happy? How can I live my life, you know, attending to what I need to attend to and, and experiencing some joy while those people that I love are struggling so much? And I've even heard people, and I think I've even said it before, you know, how even as a younger person, you know, how can I be happy in my life and be and enjoy what I have when I know some people are going hungry and struggling? And I don't have the answers for that at all. But what I do know is that there is a way, I believe, to struggle. And I realize that's what this is. I mean, it's a, this is a struggle. We are, you know, we're trying to sort out, you know, how we live our lives, you know, how we're supposed to feel, supposed to feel. Uh, which, you know, at the end of the day, we feel how we feel. I don't know that there's any supposed to, but I know that a lot of us do that to ourselves. There's that whole, you know, I, I'm supposed to feel this way. I'm supposed to feel that way. And I tried to, when I catch myself doing that, I tried to let go of it and realize that that's just me telling myself, you know, how I need to feel or how I need to be. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the truth. And I just don't give it energy. But you think about it, there's a lot of different things that we do to ourselves in response to other people's struggles. And then what happens is when we do that, we are struggling in some way, shape, or form. And I have found this the last, you know, last several days that I, you know, I am seeing people that I love and care about very much struggling terribly and for valid, what I believe to be valid reasons. And I'm struggling because I'm, you know, struggling watching them go through these things. And there's a tendency, you know, because of the fact that I've always struggled with low self-esteem and not thinking highly enough of myself that, you know, sometimes I don't know if I'm, you know, saying the right things. I don't know if I'm doing the right things. And then it's just, I start questioning everything. And so what happens is that their struggle becomes my struggle, but I'm struggling for different reasons. They're struggling with, with something that they're really, and unless they're struggling with something that someone else is struggling with. And as you can see, it's very, uh, it's very easy to see the pattern here. And so what happens is we have more and more people choosing to suffer. And, it, and, and choosing to suffer more possibly than is necessary. And I can't say that for sure, but that is just, you know, at least my own experience 
is that I have tended to cause myself a lot of unnecessary suffering. Uh, Sure, I'm going to suffer some when those that I love and care about are struggling. But it's, you know, it really all comes down to, first of all, I think it's understanding, you know, or realizing that we have a tendency to do this. I can't say that everyone does, and that's not the point here. The point here is this is something that I'm speaking to anyone who is or who does struggle with this because it has the tendency to cause a lot of, in some cases, you know, much unneeded suffering. I'm not saying that it will will alleviate all the suffering because it's, you know, it's hard not to suffer when those that we love are suffering. But we can make it worse. We can make it harder than it has to be. And ultimately that affects us and our health and well-being. And then it very possibly affects how we're, you know, how much and how well we're able to be with them through their struggles. Because if we're dealing with our own stuff or, or our own reactions to what they're struggling with, there's a tendency for us to get caught up in what we're struggling. You know, at some point, it becomes something that you know it's not something that we are you know that they're struggling with anymore. The struggle becomes our struggle. It's about us, and that's something that I don't want to do. If I am struggling some because those that I love or someone that I love is struggling, you know, I don't I don't want to be I don't want this to be all about me. And that's just a human tendency. There's no judgment there. I'm not beating myself up. I mean, I've done it many times. But the idea here is to separate these two, you know, the the struggling. You know, they're struggling and my struggling. And I know that I can't necessarily change the struggles that they're going through. I can't necessarily... If Sometimes there are things I can do to help them. But at the end of the day, though, I can't necessarily fix it all. And sometimes that's my problem. I'm beating up on myself so much because I feel like there's got to be some way I can fix this for them. There's got to be some way I can make this better. And sometimes, in a lot of cases, I can't. I can't change their reality. I can't make this better for them. And so what I do to myself in response to realizing that I can't fix this for them Becomes, yeah, it's just, it, it, it really, it gets very heavy. I create a very heavy load for myself to carry. And I create a lot of tension and stress within myself. And ultimately, I'm no, I'm no good for myself or anybody else. So, I think what it really boils down to is learning how to separate, to, to use mindfulness or mindful coping practice, to separate the struggling of others from the struggling of myself, not to ignore it or put it aside, but to simply figure out, you know, what it is that I can do about it and what it is that I can't do about it. And by taking care of me through this process, by utilizing my mindfulness practice, my mindful coping practice, to be more aware of my own mind and how my mind is reacting to the struggles of those that I love and care about, I can be in a much better position to really be there for them. And ultimately, I can't really be for, there for them in the best way that I possibly can until I'm taking care of myself properly. And so it's dealing with all of my reactions to the feelings that I'm having about what they're going through. And if I can attend to those and begin to, if I've made any assumptions or have any beliefs 
about their struggles or, you know, what it is that I am supposed to do or how this affects me or what they need from me or what it is that I'm able to do for them. If I can begin to look deeper into the assumptions and beliefs that I am holding on to about those things and question them, I can begin to ultimately discover you know, what it is that's, you know, what is the truth and separate the truth from all the things that I'm telling myself that aren't, that aren't true. And I can begin to really be with my own feelings about their struggles. And I can start to work with my own reactions to it. And then I can, once I can do that, I can actually be with others in a much more authentic and a much more genuine way. And I know for me, this is one of the big ones. I mean, this is one of those that really, really hits home. This, uh, you know, the, because of my sensitivity to others. And I will go out of my way. I will walk a mile barefoot, you know, barefooted to, uh, you know, to avoid being in a position where I have to see someone struggle or suffer and not do anything about it. And my need to do that sometimes gets in my way. I can't necessarily really be there for people for people or help them in any constructive way so when it really all comes down to it it's about beginning to look at our own reactions to slow things down and begin to start looking at our own reactions to those struggles that others experience and being able to question all of our assumptions and beliefs about that and whatever impulses that we have or feelings that we have or thoughts that we have that cause us to feel like we need to do something, we can begin to slow things down and start really taking a, a deeper look at that. And I'm not saying that we should not do things for people. I'm just saying that I think that it's, it, 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 at least for me, it has helped me to sort out what I can do and what I can't do. And when I have done this, it's unfortunate, but I have found that there. I, I've put so much more on myself. I've expected way so much more from myself than what I was even remotely capable of doing. And when I did that, there was suffering. I'd be, you know, I felt bad about myself. I would feel feelings of powerlessness. I would feel hopelessness. I would feel weak and unable to really deal with you know, the situation or, or want to run away from it, which I think is very, very common when we are dealing with, you know, watching those that we care about struggle. There's this tendency, sometimes we just want to run the other way. It's just, it's just too painful to watch. And we can't, you know, when we can't make it stop, we feel like our hands are tied and we just want to get away from it. It's very normal. It's very human. And when we catch ourselves doing that, there's no need to beat ourselves up about it or judge ourselves. It's just that we realize, hey, I'm, you know, I'm, there I go again. I'm doing this again. I need to really take a deeper look at this. And then let those feelings just pass through us instead of taking them on as our own beliefs about who we think we are and what it is that we're supposed to do. And then we can start really sorting out what we can and can't do. We can make those decisions about what we can and can't do for people from a, a much clearer perspective, we can make those decisions with a much, a much greater deal of clarity. And I think that puts us in a position to be able to be there for people and to be able to feel their struggles in the healthiest way that we can. Because as long as we're around others, as long as we love and care about others, 
we're going to have people in our lives that are going to struggle. It's just, you know, and I know everyone knows this. So it's really about doing the work uh, that we need to do for ourselves, on ourselves, to do our own work and do the practices that we need to do that help facilitate that so that we can be fully open to the pain and suffering of others. And uh, no matter how difficult it is, no matter how uncomfortable it is, no matter how much we want to run the other way, no matter how much we want to blame ourselves for it or, you know, begin to feel like there's something that, you know, this has to have something to do with us. It has to be our fault. And I'm not saying everyone feels this way all the time, but these are just the various feelings that come up. And then the, the beliefs, you know, we react and then we, we develop these beliefs about and thoughts about, you know, how it is we're supposed to react and respond to these things. And it is possible, and I know that I have hope about this because I feel like I have struggled with this so much in my life. And it is, it really, truly has been a barrier to me being able to really be open with people and be completely vulnerable and develop, you know, real, genuine, authentic, close relationships with people and not have to brace myself or protect myself, uh, you know, from their struggles and also to not overdo you know, not, you know, not try to do more than I'm really capable of doing because I hurt both myself and the person I'm in the relationship with. It's just about being more mindful about how we struggle with the struggles of others. It really comes down to that. And I think that that's really where the, the, the work is and that's where the edge is. That's really where it happens. And I'm just grateful to know that and uh, to be able to remember that when I catch myself doing that trying to take on those struggles of others.